The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. As most of you Bible readers know, Abraham looms large in the Old Testament. He's a very important figure. Sometimes he's called the father of the faithful. His life gives us many lessons. Today, we want to look at Abraham's tents. Abraham wasn't a man who dwelled in cities. He didn't build cities. He dwelt in tents his entire life. And he moved those tents around throughout Canaan's land often pitching them in one place or another. Places where Abraham pitched his tents can be good lessons for us as children of God in our daily walk. Join us today as we begin a message about Abraham's tents and learn some valuable lessons about where we should be dwelling as we sojourn in this strange land. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Hear the blessed Savior calling me oppressed. Oh, ye have ye laid on, come to me and rest. Come no longer tarry, I alone will bear. Bring me every Yeah. 
chapter of the book of Hebrews is what we call the great hall of faith. And there's all these warriors for the kingdom of God who are listed here. They're called elders. They're called the elders who obtained a good report. And they did this by faith. And of course Abel and Enoch and Noah are mentioned. But where I want to start tonight in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, I want to begin in verse 9. And I want to, uh, let's read verses uh, 9 and 10 as we begin tonight. And this is speaking of Abraham. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The word tabernacle there comes from, is translated from a Greek word that also can be translated tent and is translated tent in many places. Uh, and it refers us to those mobile structures. In fact, if you go back to the, uh, to the Old Testament and, and pull out the Hebrew word for tents, it's, it's referring primarily to those mobile structures that the nomadic Bedouin, Bedouins uh, uh, used as they moved from place to place. They normally lived in these uh, in the Middle East during the time of Abraham, out there in the deserts and in the, the plains and places like that. And this Greek word ta- tabernacle uh, or tent refers to a, a temporary residence, a temporary residence. I want to preach to you tonight, if the Lord will give me liberty to do so, about this man Abraham and his tents. You know how a tent works. Um, 
it's it's something that you can put up. You have to put it up, and you can you can take it down. You have to take it down to store it away. Uh, but when you're using it, you have to uh, to bring it out, and you set it where you want it to be, and you uh, you are uh, uh, very much in control of where it's put and where it's placed, and and you have to uh, have to set it up and. And, uh, and then there will come a point when you uh, are through with it or want to move it where you take it down. Well, I want to talk to you about Abraham's temporary dwelling places, Abraham's tents. And if we go back to the book of Genesis, and we're going to come back to Hebrews later on, but if you go back to the book of Genesis, we first run into Abraham. His first mention is in the 11th chapter towards the end. And we really begin to talk about Abraham beginning in the 12th chapter. And in the 12th chapter, in verse 8, we see that Abraham put up his tent between Bethel and Hai. Now look at verse 8. He said, He removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Uh, Abraham, the first time we run into him, uh, when we see him as a nomad, of course he's called out of, of the land of Ur. And when he comes into the, uh, the promised land, the first thing we see is he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and with Hai on the east. Now these are cities over there, but the cities have meanings. The names have meanings. And, and that's the, the first place that I want us to talk about is Bethel and Hai. The word Bethel means house of God. The word Hai means a heap of ruins or a garbage heap. Now notice what he's done here. We're seeing Abraham literally pitching his tent between the house of God on the one hand and the heap of ruins or the garbage heap on the other hand. Uh, now, figuratively, this is the experience of every born-again child of God in this world. This is the experience we all have after the new birth. We are, are pitching our temporary dwelling place here in this life between the house of God on the one hand and a heap of ruins on the other. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 describes this. Peter says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. This is, this is, sounds like Bethel, doesn't it? The house of God. You are a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Something's happened to us to change our situation. Something's happened to us. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous life. But look at verse 10. It describes where we were before. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Now, this is not saying that we weren't children of God in the sense that we had not always been children of God, chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. But what it is telling us is, is that we didn't have the experience of being children of God until the new birth came until we were called out of darkness into His marvelous light. In time past, we were not the people of God in that sense. Amen. In an experimental sense, in an experiential sense, I should say, here in this life, we weren't the children of God. We weren't the people of God. But when the new birth came, we now have been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. That's the experience. This describes what happens after the new birth. Now, over in Galatians chapter 5, it tells us something about that experience. 
In Galatians chapter 5, in verse 17, we read this. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Sounds to me like there's a war going on inside of us. Sounds to me like there's a battle now, and that our, our hearts in a real sense are battlegrounds. According to the Word of God, when we've been born of the Spirit of God, we're dwelling in a place where on the one hand is the house of God, and on the other hand is a heap of ruins. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 talks about that. He said, Ye hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Did you, did you know what a garbage heap your, your natural man is? What a garbage heap your fleshly nature is? You're just like the world. You and I are just the same as everyone else out there in our natural self. There's not a dime's bit of difference between us. And there was a time, and it may have been in the womb. It may have been early in your life. It may have been hanging on a cross at the end of your life. But there was a time when you, you reveled in the things of the world. And there's a part of you that still does. This old man is a heap of ruins. It's a garbage heap. But now in our lives, after we've been born of the Spirit, there's something else in there. There's something else. There's a new man. And that's the house where God lives. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Boy, that's a, that's a contrast, isn't it? <laughs> Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, you were, you were even children of wrath, uh, even as others. You, 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 you joyed in the things that the world joyed in, but now he says you're the temple of God. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. He tells us over in 1 John chapter 3 that whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin for his seed, that is God's seed, remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he's born of God. Beloved, when we've been born of the Spirit, we're dwelling, our tent is pitched between the house of God on the one hand, the temple of God, and oh, garbage heap of ruins on the other. That's the experience Abraham had. He had literally pitched his tent between Bethel and Hai. Beloved, our tent here in this life as born-again children of God is pitched between Bethel and Hai. Paul describes this state in the seventh chapter of Romans. We won't turn there, but you could read it sometime. He talks about the fact that there's a war going on within him and the things he would, he would do, those things he wants to do in the spirit, those are the things he doesn't do in the flesh. And there's a constant battle going on to the point to where Paul cries out in anguish, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Abraham put up his tent between Bethel, the house of God, and Hai, the heap of ruins. 
And then we read about Abraham as he continues in his sojourn here. And I love the fact that the lives of these old patriarchs sort of bear out our experience as well in our daily lives. We're told in chapter 12 of Genesis and verse 10 that Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there. He put up his tent in Egypt. He put up his tent in Egypt. Egypt, beloved, is a type of the world. Everywhere you see it, it's a type of the world. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe that the uh, deliverance of the children of Israel as a nation out of the bondage that they were experiencing in Egypt through the miraculous deliverance through the Red Sea is a foreshadowing and a type of the new birth that we experience when we're born of the Spirit through a miraculous act of God alone uh, to deliver us into the journey that we're in from here on out in our lives. And here we see that he goes down to Egypt and pitches his tent in Egypt. Beloved, Abraham never had anything but trouble from Egypt. Never had anything but trouble. And in the 12th chapter in verses, we're not going to read this, but you read verses 11 down through verse 20, and you'll find the story there of how the closer they got and the deeper they got into Egypt, uh, the more Abraham had to compromise with the world. The further he got down in there, he had to compromise or felt he had to compromise with the world and even to the point of lying about Sarah and saying, she's my sister, she's not my wife because he was afraid the world was going to kill him to steal her. Now, I want to tell you, beloved, that's trouble. He almost lost his family in Egypt. If you don't watch it, beloved, you'll lose your family in the world. You'll lose your family in the world. Nothing but trouble out of Egypt. He brought back, chapter 13 and verse 1, we'll just read there. Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot, his nephew, with him into the south. And look at this, Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Now, I'm sure he took some things with him down into Egypt, but... I believe he increased in Egypt. I believe there were some things there in Egypt that he got and he brought back and he was a rich man. Never caused him anything but troubles. The next thing we read about is that the land was not able to bear him and Lot together. And the next thing you know, there's strife between the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of, uh, of Abraham. Uh, and, and before it was over with, beloved, he had lost his nephew to the world. Look at what happened. Verse 6, it says the land was not able to bear him. Verse 7, there was a strife between them, the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And in Genesis chapter 13 and verse 10, Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan. I preached on that so many times, I'm sure I don't have to cover it, but I'm going to say it again. Most, if not every, sin in this world starts with a little look. It's the eyes that are straying out there that leads you to action that causes you to stray from the Word of God. Lot lifted up his eyes and looked. But I want you to notice what he, what he looked at. See, he saw it was well watered uh, before the Lord uh, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, he had two reference points here. The first reference point was a good godly reference point. He said, it looks to me like the garden of the Lord. It looks like the garden of Eden down there. You know, we say that sometimes. Oh, this pristine, pure forest, it's just an Eden. Now, we, we say that sometimes and not really in the way we should, I suppose. And I'm not sure Lot was using it there in the way he should, but that's not a bad reference in comparison. He, he's using a godly comparison to the, to the land of, uh, of Eden, the garden of Eden. But then look what he says. Look what he does. 
even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt. You know what happened to Lot? He got his eyes on Egypt. And he got his eyes on the things of Egypt. And he got his eyes on the, the riches of Egypt. And he got entangled in a desire to be like Egypt. And beloved, I want to tell you this, this evening that uh, if you get your eyes on the world, you get your eyes on the things of the world and you strive to have the riches of the world, you will be entangled and snared and you may end up like Lot. Be careful about that. Abraham, instead of trusting the Lord and staying in the land of Canaan where he had been promised uh, to be protected, he went down into Egypt and he took his, his nephew with him. And when they came back out, Lot still got his eyes on Egypt. And you know the end of that story. You know the end of that story. He lost light to the world over this. You know, as I said, Abraham never had anything but trouble out of Egypt. It didn't end here. You can turn over, well, we'll just turn over to the 16th chapter in the first verse. And by this time, Abraham's back in the promised land. He's back in the land of Canaan. And he has had some interaction with the Lord, and the Lord has promised him some things. He's promised him a child. He's promised him a child. But look at verse 1 of chapter 16. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, bare him no children. She had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. You know the rest of that story? She said, you just go down there and we'll help the Lord out. And see, we've got something handy right here that can help the Lord out. I've got a little Egyptian handmaid. She kept this little handmaid from the world. Beloved, Abraham never had anything but trouble out of Egypt. Every time he leaned toward Egypt, he had problems. You can turn over, we won't go there, but over in the 20th chapter, you read about another story where he... He wasn't down in Egypt, but he had, he had journeyed from where he was living down to the south part of uh, Israel, down, to the, down near Egypt, near the border of Egypt. And he pitched his tent in a place called Gerar, which simply means a lodging place. And it was between Kadesh, which means holy, and Shur on the other side, which means a wall. And he was down there compromising with the world again, telling Abimelech, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't... I don't understand it, but I guess I do because I do this. You ever find yourself doing the same things over and over, making the same mistakes over and over again? You know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result each time. <laughs> well, I guess I'm insane. I guess we all are in some ways, aren't we? Because don't we, don't we find ourselves sometimes trapped back into the same sins over and over and over again. Well, look what Abraham did. You read it sometime in the 20th chapter there. He goes down into the south part, leaning down there towards Egypt, and he runs into Abimelech, a great king. He says, I tell you what, it didn't work the last time when I told them you were, you were my sister, but maybe it'll work this time, Sarah. We'll say you're my sister, and, uh, and he'll not kill me. Well, that didn't work out good for him either, did it? Every time he went down towards Egypt, he had problems. He put up his tent there in Egypt. But then we read in the 13th chapter again, going back there, and down in verse 18, that Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, 
which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. He, he put up his tent in a place called Mamre. Now, Mamre is kind of hard to get a handle on the translation here, but there are various translations. The, the, the most likely uh, uh, literal meaning of that, that uh, word Mamre is sturdiness, like there were some oaks there. There were, uh, there were uh, uh, some oak trees in that area that were very sturdy, but it also can mean, I've, I've seen it translated as fatness, and also, even one translator has a, uh, and it makes sense that it's a derivative of the, of the Hebrew word for eyes, for seeing, roi. Uh, and, and, and here we find Abraham putting up his tent. And in this place, we see him having a good experience with the Lord. You see, in this place of fatness, of sturdiness, of seeing even, he was able to serve the Lord in a special way, in a, in a, in a blessed way. I want to tell you, beloved, in, in the place of sturdiness, of nourishment or fatness and, 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 and seeing uh, here in this life, the church kingdom of God, we can serve God in a special way. See, Abraham down here in this place of nourishment, this place of safety, he saw the full promises of God. Remember in chapter 15, it says in verse 1, after these things, this is after he had had the experience of delivering Lot from those kings. He said, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And he goes on to tell him uh, in verses uh, 2 through 4 that uh, he's going to have an heir. In verse 5 he says, Look now toward heaven, Abraham, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said, So shall thy seed be. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismccool at gmail.com. That's the letter J, C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.